Ross McGuire. Today's guest is the founder of Azure Printed Homes. That name is descriptive. The company prints small homes, accessory dwelling units, and similar small structures. The business could address housing costs and environmental impact. Ross will share insights about his work and his superpower. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. Welcome to the Superpowers for Good Show. Ross, thank you so much for joining me today. It's great to connect. Great to connect. Thank you, Devin, for having me. Yeah, you're doing some amazing work. You know, the 3D printing uh, really got a lot of hype uh, nearly a decade ago when when it kind of entered the the public uh, awareness. Um, and then it sort of faded as a, in some ways in our imagination, but quietly behind the scenes, it's been picking up real industrial, uh, everyday applications and we're not always aware of it, but you're, you're now, uh, building homes and offices and ADUs and stuff with the 3d printer. Tell us a little bit about this technology. Yeah. So, uh, we, uh, we have a robotic arm 3d printer that, is based in our factory, so there's a few different approaches for 3D printing and construction right now. Ours is to uh, is to create an assembly line um, of uh, of producing homes in factories. So day one and at the beginning of our um, production line is is the print itself. Um, so we we complete the um, the entire shell of each module on day one. So we print the floor two of the walls and the roof, uh, which is great because it means uh, on day two, we're already wiring and we're plumbing on the inside and it just accelerates the whole process to uh, to a whole nother level. So um, we're kind of, we see it as kind of the tip of the iceberg of, of where the technology can go because we're, we're keeping it down to two distinct model designs right now, but there's obviously so much room for evolution um, moving forward, but for us to kind of prove out the efficiency of doing it this way, um, we're we're keeping the kind of vision fairly narrow initially, um, and it ultimately means that we can create these modules, whether they're as you say, a an office or an ADU or a home. We can create each module within like a um, five to ten day um, period of time, which is uh, is yeah, extremely fast and. That's been the whole motivation to create homes quickly, affordably, and 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 in a um, a better way for, uh, for the environment as well. It's a brilliant idea, um, and you're just getting started with this. Uh, so, how many have you built now? So we have uh, just two uh, models in our factory. Um, we're creating kind of like a showroom. Um, space um, for those units for people to come and see and kick the tires and get a, a touchy feely experience with them. Um, we actually start production, so we've we've uh, we've pre-sold now um, as it stands over sixteen million dollars worth of units, um, and one printer uh, has a capacity of eight million in revenue per year. So we've effectively overbooked our first printer by uh, for two years. So. Um, that's part of what we're actually doing a raise at the moment to fund our kind of second and third printer so that we can get to a point where we can start marketing. That's the other part of it. We haven't actually marketed the, uh, the units yet. The, 
the pre-sales that we've managed to generate have been purely from, I think we did one week of Facebook ads in February and it's just been, we haven't spent a penny since. It's just kind of snowballed from there, so which has been amazing. Um, but yeah, we want to get to a point where we can start producing. The whole idea of this is, is the speed and efficiency. So we don't want to be overbooked for two years and have people on a two-year waiting list. We want to be able to um, get these out um, quickly. Um, so, um, so yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that's interesting about your model is that you're using a, a recycled plastic as one of the inputs for the uh, the three D printer, right? It's I guess a primary input. Tell us a little bit about that. How that works? Yeah, we I think we calculated it the other day that one of our um, modules uh, uses approximately a uh, hundred thousand um, plastic bottles. Um, as it's uh, as part of its material base, so um, so yeah, the the recycled the plastics recycled, uh, collected, recycled, broken down, and then uh, blended with uh, a few other compounds, uh, including um, fiberglass, which gives it um, added strength. Um, a few other additives that give it more um, durability and and uh, and protection from the environment. Um, and and then we we print it through our um, printer and extruder. So yeah, it's uh, it comes out of the extruder at a very high temperature, and then uh, and then layer by layer it cures to a point that we have a a solid monolithic structure. So it's yeah, very cool. Yeah, yeah. One of the uh, dreams of three uh, D printing is that it reduces waste. And yet some of the output I've seen from 3D printers is very layered and, and, and it's evident. Uh, are you creating something that is really has a finished appearance? Uh, and if so, how do you get that? Are you having to do some sanding or polishing? What, what's going on there? We're, we're leaving it as it, as it comes. So the benefit of, our polymer-based printer is the the beads are very um, fine. So the layers that you kind of see on a three D printer, I mean, in 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 scale to the property that we're or the the building that we're creating, the beads are very narrow. So we're creating a I guess pattern, detail, texture um, that to us is aesthetically uh very nice to look at is is it's it's like any other kind of pattern you'd see on a stucco or a siding it's just a very linear um a very linear pattern so on the outside we we leave that as it's printed um it obviously with efficiency being the key word where yeah we're not going down to the level of kind of then um using a cnc machine to to take everything back to a smooth finish so um, and then on the interior, we we clad everything with it, with the finished materials anyway. So you don't actually you don't actually see from the inside any of I the um, printed structure. Um, it's only the outside that you that you see the uh, the bead layers. The the designs that I've seen on your website are rather uh, inspiring, very futuristic. Um, Thanks. In some of the designs, there are. Uh, I see what appears to be some wood. 
Uh, is that a faux wood finish or uh, on your plastic, or is that uh, a wood wall that's attached to your uh, 3D printed designs? Yeah, on the interior is uh, uh, an LVP, so it's like a um, luxury vinyl um, plank on the inside um, that, uh, that, as I say, is part of the interior cladding system that we add after the print's been completed. Um, so it enables us to, yeah, print on the first day, do the rough on the inside, insulate on the inside, and then and then uh, and then finish the interior. <clears throat> As I say, we're keeping we're keeping the options kind of to a finite um, list at the moment. But yeah, there's different kind of textures and finishes. Um, but yeah, the one you would have seen is 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 a uh, is a um, vinyl rather than a, a an actual hardwood. Because okay. we have the curves to um, to work with as well, which uh, as as aesthetically uh, cool as they look, they're 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 harder to uh, to finish and, and engineer. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. So as you uh, build and design these, obviously there's a, a lot of appeal for people who are um, eco minded. When you talk about using recycled materials. Um, especially that's going to appeal to that crowd, but that crowd also wants solar panels on the roof. Is that going to be an option with your products? Yeah. I mean, hopefully we get to a point in the future, not just with our homes, but with all homes, it's a, it's a uh, mandatory or a standard uh, inclusion for, for homes. But uh, ours at the moment is a, is an additional option. Um, yeah. As, as I'm sure, you know, the thing with solar is that it, it, it ends up being a luxury ad because of the cost associated with it. But we want to get to a point where um, the technology comes to a point where the cost reduces and, and hopefully the, uh, this, the incentives uh, um, continue as well so that it becomes more of a, uh, a standard installation rather than an upgrade. But, but yeah, right now, solar panels, solar battery, um, are uh, are an optional upgrade for for our units. Great, great. Well, uh, this is really an inspiring project, Ross, and exciting to think about. Uh, you know, the uh, avant garde of of construction uh, for homes and these ADUs that are becoming so popular around the country is a part of a solution to uh, housing supply. Um, as as you think about what's helped you create success in your life, uh, what do you see as your superpower? <laughs> um, I'm fairly modest, so I don't necessarily consider uh, consider it as a superpower. I think I I don't know, and I haven't really given this much thought, but um, I don't. Although I have kind of. Uh, goals and objectives and, and long-term aims. I think I, I am often so focused on what's in front of me that I, uh, I kind of take each unintentionally really, it's just the way that my mind works. I just kind of focus on what's immediately required um, in front of me, which means that I'm kind of without realizing it, taking those bite-sized chunks and, and, and steps towards that ultimate goal that I've set myself when I've sat down and, and, and planned it out and, and figured it out. 
Um, but as I'm kind of going through it, I'm kind of giving full commitment to to each part of it, which ultimately means that I'm getting to where I want to without necessarily um, <laughs> not realizing it. But it's uh, it's the journey that I'm going through that I'm not just always looking at the kind of finishing line and waiting to kind of get there. It's just kind of working through each part of it and, and working out what's missing, what needs to be improved, what um, what's the next thing to kind of work on. And, and before you know it, you've, yeah, you've moved, you've moved a hell of a lot further than you were the week before the month before the year before. So um, yeah, I hadn't really thought about that question, I guess with the title yeah. of the podcast, I should have given it more thought, but yeah, that's, uh, that's the first thing that comes to mind. But it's it's really uh, kind of a brilliant aspect because uh, other people uh, see a vision and can't execute, can't quite figure out how to what are the what what are the steps to take, and it's your natural uh, inclination to go to the work, to do the tasks, to get stuff done that move you closer and closer to your end goal, and and that's powerful. That's powerful stuff. Can you think of an example, um, a specific example that would help illustrate this for us? Um, I mean, there's so many parts to even just this process of where we've got to um, today. But this this uh, concept was probably conceived in my mind like 18 months ago. Um, and we weren't in a position to kind of release it as a um, product until um, earlier this year, probably like nine months ago. Um, but uh, conceptually had the vision and the image of what we were, what we could create and, and, uh, and what it would look like or the options of what it would look like. I had kind of sketches of, of those designs that you mentioned uh, earlier um at the time didn't have a huge or a deep appreciation of of the 3d printing technology itself but could kind of see what it's done on a smaller scale and could see how that could be evolved into some of the visualizations i had in my head so i mean one of the parts was that along the way was we couldn't find a 3d print um manufacturer who created these large-scale 3d printers that could create something that met our specifications so um, that was our hopeful scenario was that we'd find a, uh, a manufacturer that could yep this is what you need and this is what <laughs> what will create um, the uh, structures of design um, so uh, we uh, we talked to, I mean, this was all during kind of 2021. So my business partner and I spent a lot of time on um, on Zooms and talked to people all over the world about what we were trying to do. And the more information we gathered, the more we uh, realized that there's uh, there's other ways of um, of approaching it. And we um, we effectively evolved on a design. Um, and I'm sure it's going to evolve further that allows us to to create the structures that we have designed. And uh, and yeah, from a point of 
lots of no's saying, yeah, no, we can't do that, or we can do this, but we can't quite do that. Um, it was a lot of conversations, a lot of kind of knowledge building in our own minds to then know, okay, this is how we can kind of tackle that um, that problem or here's a different approach for um, doing this. Because ultimately, because it is an early stage, we're talking to the people that we're talking to who know 3D printing inside out, haven't necessarily had a use case like ours before. So it's kind of extracting what they've, uh, what they know and understand from other industries and, and applying it to, to ours. And yeah, it's got us to a point where we can, we can print our structures. And as I say, there's, there's so much room for um, development and evolution uh, moving forward that that's kind of the most exciting part about this whole thing. Yeah. If you were trying to coach a colleague or an employee, someone on your team, perhaps to be more, like you in this way, to be more action oriented, to figure out day to day how to prioritize and just get to work and get stuff done so that you're not having to provide so much guidance, perhaps. Uh, how would you train them? How would you coach them to develop that ability that you've got to be so action oriented? I think part of it is, uh, um, part of it can be taught in that it's, a matter of scheduling and prioritizing um like the steps i would say are initially kind of just getting everything listed listed down in terms of what you want to achieve i guess uh, long term wise and then just take each of those lists and break them down further into what is it that i need to achieve through those <clears throat> um to sorry what what tasks do i need to complete to achieve that goal and then and then uh and then breaking it down into a schedule of like short, short term goals, um, having a program, as we call it, back home where you're um, timelining everything out to say this is the period of time that I'll dedicate to this. And then we'll, we'll try and achieve that by then. Um, I guess part of it comes from part of it comes from impatience <laughs> um, and wanting to kind of see progress on a daily basis. Um, and uh, and feel like you're getting closer to um, where you want to go. So I mean, impatience and uh, and I guess uh, it, to a certain degree, self criticism isn't necessarily something that is uh, is taught. But definitely the tasks and the methods for um, for breaking down a uh, a goal and an objective into something that is a um, much yeah shorter term. Um, because it can become very overwhelming if you're looking at something so gigantic um, of a mountain to climb in front of you, then it can become overwhelming, but it certainly becomes a lot more palatable to be able to just kind of focus on the next 10 yards each time you're, um, each time you're going through it. Yeah. Well, I, I know you've got to run, Ross, and I want to be uh, mindful of your time. Before we wrap up, would you take just a minute uh, and tell people how they can learn more about uh, Azure Printed Homes and the work that you're doing and how they can connect with you personally? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm on 
I'm, I'm not, I'll be honest, I'm not a huge social media person, but I am on, on LinkedIn and our uh, website itself has a contact form as well. Um, we're at uh, azureprintedhomes.com. Um, and uh, yeah, we have, we have the, uh, the Twitter feed and, and uh, Instagram for, um, for the, the same company and that can all be found on our, on our website. Um, we're actually uh, finalizing a crowdfunding campaign. So I'm not sure by the time this, by the time you re- release this, we might have already uh, finished, but if you go to our website, you'll see a link to say that you can actually invest in, uh, in the company itself. Uh, if you choose to, so you can be part of the, the journey with us. Um, but, uh, but yeah, reach out and, um, and, uh, yeah, if you've got any, uh, interest in, uh, in the units or even interest in being part of the company itself, then feel free to reach out through, through the website and the, the contact form that we have there. And, and, uh, myself or one of my, uh, team will be in touch to, to, uh, to connect. Fantastic. Well, Ross, thank you very much for being with us today. We wish you every success in your efforts to uh, grow a business that will help uh, address so many important problems from the climate crisis to, uh, you know, plastic recycling and housing prices. And, and uh, so thank you and good luck. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All righty. Let's do some good. Thank you for tuning in to the Superpowers for Good show. Twice each week, we host changemakers who share their impact, insights, and superpowers. Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today at superpowersforgood.com. That's superpowers, number four, good.com. Be super empowered. Get your copy of the book, Superpowers for Good, as an ebook, audiobook, paperback, or hardcover edition via your favorite online retailer. Interested in having me speak to your company, organization, or association? Visit devonthorpe.com. Then let's talk. Now, keep using your superpowers for good. Together, we can reverse climate change, improve global health, and eradicate poverty.